So before we begin, I just want you to remember that you can't spell crap without rap. Trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. Celebrate. Uh, I think I need more air there, but 
Son! Right? Please. Look at this wrapping thing on the regular. It is you. As for me, I'm out of here. Later. Yes, hope's about to see the demise. Your time has come and your seasons arise. Close enough to get every heartbeat on the rise. I'm the reason that you leave and deny. Yeah, the pure definition of wrong. Where beats my middle name and I'm looking for a reason to roll. You wanna know what it's like to not be the default? The step in my shoes and walk as the heat is at all. My crime focused on nothing but making you pay. You wanna cross the line to be ready to lay down it. Turns out that my plan of thoroughly confusing everyone in the chat room worked perfectly. And that was one of two parts of the plans, but yes, welcome to the topical result right here on Radio Sega. If you're listening to the podcast, nothing's wrong, it's just a normal episode. If you're listening on the Radio Sega stream, all hell broke loose because um, we were about 15 minutes late due to a server-side issue. But it's all good now. And of course it happened on the hottest day of the year so far here in the UK. Everything is just crawled to an absolute halt. But what you just heard there was from Anarchy Reigns, aka Max Anarchy. That was Demise. Because we had to, to play a good bit of rap. Because before that, 
from um, Radio Sega's own Ghost Squad, also known as I Need Fruit and DJ Kino featuring KC. DJ Kino also being um, the old username for SPK. That was a wrap for Sonic's 23rd, and uh, that, that's dedicated to all of them. Dedicated to KC, because obviously this month he's leaving. Dedicated to SPK, because we all want her back. And same with I Need Fruit, we, we need Club Sega back as well. But <laughs> I found that by accident when I was... Um, browsing on the server side so note to anyone who ever uploads anything slightly embarrassing on the server side remember to delete it afterwards <laughs> or otherwise you get that happen but anyway thank <laughs> thank you to uh, everyone who fe- who took part in my plan and got thoroughly confused at that because <laughs> you made it worth it basically here in the background because as we always do off topic we pick a talk bed each month it doesn't really have to be related to anything, just I pick a talk bed that I like and talk over it. This month it is Double Take from... <laughs> it's Double Take from Sonic Mania Plus and Jamie says, Sure you found that by accident. Speaking of Jamie, we've got tons of people down in the chat room right now. we got Giant Enemy Crab, aka Mirko. we got Jamie, we've got Lost Impact, we got Callum. We've got... Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> we got Jamie, we got Kevin... Kevin B1... Hello, <laughs> Kevin B1229, I knew that, I just can't speak today. We had some more, we had Doom Girl, we had Veritex, we had Admiral Snack Bar, had Twinny, and we had TCB a bit earlier on. But if you're currently listening on the podcast, hello to you, or if you're currently, you know, lurking, don't really want to chat like some people right now because the chat has got a little bit crazy, that's completely fine. But if you do want to come and chat, radiosc.ga forward slash Discord. And with that in mind, why don't we start off by listing a bit of the news which came out this month. So, first of all, I want to say, you may know that, uh, not to go too much into detail this time, but uh, oh, the last time, or last season, we used Sega Nerds to get our uh, Sega news, and now we're using Sega Bits. Um, yeah, I- I'll leave that down to you to decide, you probably know. Not trying to throw any shade or anything to uh, you know the good people over at Sega Nerds. Keyword being the good people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're currently using Sega Bits, and plus they've got a few more news articles that they actually didn't have over there, like this one. So the rare Sega Sonic Bros arcade prototype is going to be playable this weekend at the California Extreme Expo. For those of you who don't know, Sega Sonic Bros is an unreleased sort of uh, well, obviously it says prototype arcade machine. It features three recolored Sonics, and it's apparently just a puzzle game, but it's not been dumped anywhere. There's barely any footage except for, like... Well, there's no footage, but there's, like, two still images. So naturally having it playable is big news. Hopefully some people get some great screenshots from it. I'll screenshot some videos. Finally, some preservation for this game that it deserves not to be sort of... You know, locked behind bars of a private collector's own collection, I guess. Uh, okay, chat is completely mental. I wanted to see whether there was anything normal in there. Kevin says, don't worry about it, we all have days like that. And that's, that's true. Today has just been all over the place. It's been manic. As I said, the heat hasn't helped as well. Just oh, all over the place. So, another bit of news, which is really odd. I don't really know why exactly this happened, but... Sega Mega Drive Classics Collection for the PS4 and Xbox One, which wasn't actually that good of a collection, it was pretty trashy, but it now has a free virtual reality update on the PS4 version. For those of you who don't know, it had a virtual reality update on PC, but now they brought it over to PS4, so if you own a PSVR, 
then uh, all four of you who, who actually do, you can play it in VR. Don't know why you'd want to, because I, from what I hear, it's not the actual Mega Drive games in VR, like creating a sort of 3D effect. It's just you look at the room in VR and then you can look at the TV, which doesn't actually sound that appealing to me. But what do I know? I am I am unknowledgeable on this subject. But another bit of news that came, uh, that came out this month, because I don't want to burn through my inventory too quickly, is Fancy Star Saga. So there's a bit of backstory to this. A few months, not a few months, sorry, a few days earlier, there was a Fantasy Star 30th Anniversary Countdown website and everyone was really excited, like, oh my goodness, we're going to have a finally new Fantasy Star game, hopefully it might not be online, 30th Anniversary is going to be good. Two days later, or it, fe- it felt like then, three days later, they announced either the Fantasy Star Saga for iOS and Android, and, surprise, surprise, it takes one out the Fire Emblem book because it's horrible, sort of, weeby fan service characters which look nothing like they're from fantasy or they look nothing like any other fantasy star characters so it's nice to know that they completely misjudged the target audience of the game there but um, having it be on mobile in itself isn't terrible but I fear the worst in that I feel like A it's going to be always online and B it's going to probably have a lot of in-app purchases but I don't necessarily mind in-app purchases as such, but I mean I'd rather just have it be a paid game and not have any of that stuff in there. That'd be better in my opinion. But I feel like I should say, with all of the news tonight that we'll be reading out, if you want to get in your opinion on it, uh, go ahead on any of the platforms. You can do it on Twitter as well, uh, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Vaporate, or using hashtag Topical Resort, or in the Discord that I already mentioned. But I think this is one that definitely will have some strong some strong sort of arguments or oh, arguments or people just continue to post memes one or the other but yeah I'm not too happy about this myself even though I'm not a huge Fantasy Star fan but it just does feel like a bit of a slap to the face but what can you do and the final bit of news that I'm going to go over for now is Team Sonic Racing because there was a Sonic panel at Sa- San Diego Comic Con this year and they hyped it up as this massive thing people were so confident there was going to be like really good announcements, stuff about the movie, stuff about, um, you know, forces, any of that. But no, instead we got a new comic character who looks okay, not too huge on the comics, so I probably won't read it. Uh, read the chat, I will, I will in the second Viper's Mum, aka Veritex. You know, chill. <laughs> I don't know where this meme came from, but I will. But, yeah, so what was announced was the new character a new tie-in comic for Team Sonic Racing. It's one one issue only, so I might pick that up just because I don't have to keep buying them. Save myself a bit of money there. And a new bit of Team Sonic Racing footage, and that was really it. Like, a five-second piece of footage was the biggest announcement of the entire thing when they hyped it up that people were going to get movie news or DLC. What didn't help was, um, obviously, all the leaks that came out about Forces DLC beforehand. Um, Scott told a story on his show, but Casey was confident, along with me to be fair, that there would be Forces DLC. And I still think there might be, but I don't think... I, I, I'm sort of glad it wasn't announced here, really. So imagine they hyped up this big announcement, and even though there wasn't really a big announcement, imagine if that was Forces DLC. People just would not be happy at all, but overall, I'm... I'm meh about the news, but I expected a bit bigger, but at the same time, 
Team Sonic Racing might be good, the comic might be cool, and the new character hopefully makes their way into the games. But let's actually look through the chat now. Um, yeah, okay. Um, not reading any of that. Cool. Brilliant. Jamie says VR for a Mega Drive collection. What is the point? That's a pretty good note to end it on. But uh, let's get on something which hopefully engages the chat a bit more. Let's get on over to the Trivia Coast. Coast. Yes, we're over here at the coast, and for those of you who don't know, the Trivia Coast is our biannual, no, bi-weekly sort of quiz show where you get to show off your Sega knowledge. So, how it works is there's a hard question, a medium question, an easy question, I'll ask you the hard one first, then next talk bed I will ask you the medium, and then easy, and so on. Hard will now be five points... Medium will now be three points, and easy will grab you one point. Um, none of these questions tonight have a particular theme, unlike all of the other times where I normally try and tie it in to uh, the topic of the episode. But today, no, just about anything. But I've tried to tie it into the news somewhat, so hopefully you won't be too lost here. But as I said, start it off with a hard question, and tonight... Oh yeah, also I should say, Google is allowed, however it is discouraged, but if you want to play... RadioSE.gf forward slash Discord and private message me. I'm Green Vibrate, hashtag 6383. And with that in mind, let's get into the hard question. So, on a Dreamcast development GD-ROM, there was a Mega Drive emulator found. This was around last year. Most likely planned to coexist with the Sega Smash Pack. How many games were included on this disc? So, on the Mega Drive development GD-ROM, how many games were included on the disc? As I said, radioac.g4/discord. Private message me. You've got you've got up until I play the jingle, which says the entries are now closed, which will be like a good hour or so. So, do not worry on that. You've got plenty of time if you don't know the answer just yet. With that in mind, I'm going to get you into some music. So, this song was used in one collection, and then they were lazy, so they decided to make it the theme of another collection. So, with that in mind. <laughs> From Sega Vintage Collection, this is Menu Music, or the Menu Music for Streets of Rage 2, but you may know it from another game. Catch you in a bit.
Podcasts, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Come on and slam, and welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Sonic Generations, that was the classic version of Rooftop Run, and before that, from Sega Vintage Collection, that was the menu music for Streets of Rage 2, or you might better know it as the main theme to the Sega Mega Drive Collection on PS4 and Xbox One, because they reused it because they were lazy. We're back on the news now, and Electric Boogaloo sent me a good piece which I completely forgot about because it wasn't on the site, which was the fact that... In uh, got a message. Sorry. In Japan, Sega will be publishing Crash Bandicoot for the Nintendo Switch. So the game obviously has already come out on all platforms over here now because that took ages for some reason. But in Japan, it still hasn't come out on all platforms. So they're gonna Sega's gonna be the one publishing it on Switch, which means technically we can put Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy on the playlist, which. I'm pretty down for, not gonna lie, but um, I'm not down for the messages that I'd get every day asking me why a Crash game is on the Sega playlist. But to be fair, that would also mean we'd have to add all the other weird Japanese games that Sega publish, because they do publish some like well-known titles over here that we associate with other companies, but nope, they pick them up over in Japan, because I think Rexy said this in the chat earlier, I was gonna say this, I just completely forgot. In Japan, it's a lot more of a thing, or more so, more people will buy a game if it's published by a Japanese company rather than an American company. So that's why Sega, in this case, swooped in to publish Crash Bandicoot on Switch, because more sales equals more revenue. But yeah, sorry for the pause, but with that in mind, let's get in some more news, because there was quite a bit more news as well. But starting off, we had the sudden and random release of Hiroki on Nintendo Switch. For those of you who don't know, Hiroki was a mobile game released around 2013 to 2014. That was a bit of a platformer, a bit of like a puzzle game, but yeah, it, it's most notable for the fact that it had absolutely gorgeous graphics on mobile and it was actually pretty fun it won a lot of mobile game of the year awards then suddenly I don't know where they announced it was coming to switch like a few weeks ago and then I think it was two weeks ago it just launched and to no fanfare it wasn't like published not published sorry it wasn't put on any social media or anything instead what happened was it just sort of came out on the eShop and word of mouth got it spread around I haven't actually picked it up yet because um, money issues, and by money issues I mean I can't access my bank account, but if I could then I would definitely play it and I'd possibly even stream it on the Radio Sega Twitch channel because that is a thing that I should also probably talk about because tomorrow night, mark your calendars, tomorrow night at 6pm GMT, sorry, tomorrow at 6pm BST will be live on twitch.tv forward slash official Radio Sega. And as a sort of test stream, I'll be hopefully playing Sonic Adventure 2, the hero side story, just because I, f- I feel like that's quite a fun test game, and it's it's a good one to start off with. But if I can actually get it on my Switch, then maybe we'll play Hiroki, I don't know. Either way, that's a bit of news. We're launching our Twitch channel, because I'd love to be able to have community nights with you, and much like the charity stream we did as well, I'd love to do a bit a few more of those uh, tournaments. Maybe sometimes for different consoles, maybe even sometimes for non-Sega games, because the key there is Community Night. 
got, got to get involved with all the members of our lovely Discord, all the people who lurk, all the people who are on our social media feeds. Got to give back to you guys. Also, I feel the need to mention that we're going to hopefully try and do something with the YouTube channel soon as well, so keep an eye out for that. But back to actual Sega news now. So Sega Ages... Oh, hang on. Nope. Oh my god. It's actually raining here in Scorched Essex. Miracle. Uh, for those of you who don't remember the first episode of the show, I said how it hadn't rained for about a month. And that was back in, back in uh, the end of June. It still hasn't rained. Today is the first day about right... Right now is the first time it has rained <laughs> in almost two months. That is incredible. Uh, let's see what you have to say in the chat before I keep... Before I keep getting distracted here. Jamie says, For playing SA2 on the first... First on the stream, you've made Sadex mad. I love Sadex, yeah, but uh, I play Sadex quite a lot. I don't really play SA2 that much on stream, so I think that's why it'd be fun to do as a sort of first game. And I, I do think it works well as a test game. Uh, Smania999, who I forgot to mention on the original uh, roll call, shoutouts to you, says, Heroku's only $7, you think? Pretty fun little game. It looks really good, and that's why I want it, and we don't actually have it on the playlist either, so if I bought it on Switch, I could rip the soundtrack to it. But, yeah. Um, more messages. Okay. But, I don't know why we don't have the soundtrack to Hiroki, but I couldn't find it anywhere, so that probably explains it, so I'm going to have to take matters into my own hand. Do I have Crash Insane music? 20 asks. I probably have Crash Insane music somewhere. I don't know. Back to the news. So, Sega Ages that I tried to talk about 10 minutes ago was announced for an August release date. And this is another one that I'm actually going to stream as well. Stay tuned on this whenever it drops. But Sonic, Sonic 1 and Thunder Force 4, also known as Lightning Force, you've got to emphasize the E, because you've got to spell it wrong, are coming to the Switch for about £6 each sometime in August. They haven't announced when, they just said August, which is very vague. Just like sort of all of the announcements relating to Sega Ages, because they said, yeah, it's coming out in summer originally and then when July rolled around they were like yeah it's still in summer and then mid July they went yeah it's August but that doesn't help it's like mi maximum of 30 days away when does it come out but either way I'm gonna be picking these up these look really cool because unlike the um, Mega Drive collection they actually put effort into these I know right insane but whole bunch of new features for Sonic 1, whole bunch of new features of Thunder Force, a bunch of quality of life things such as ports, uh, or you know, ports of features from other versions such as Thunder Force has some features from the Saturn version and Sonic 1 has some features from the arcade version as well as the Sonic Jam version. So overall, I think it's going to be a great package. A lot of people are mumbling, crying that it's not the 2013 remake of Sonic 1. But honestly, I think, minus the fact that it doesn't have widescreen, this could be just as good as that one, because it's got so many so many new features that I'm looking forward to. Either way, if you've got a Switch, go ahead and give them some love, because they are probably going to end up being the best, yet most authentic versions of a lot of Sega titles. What else have we got here? Let's see. Yes, the one that... The one that I've sort of talked about a bit and that we're using a talk bed for. Sonic Mania Plus. 
That released in the middle of the month. I picked it up twice because I'm very sad. And by very sad, I mean I wanted to get it early, but I also wanted the Switch copy. But there was a benefit to getting it, that PS4 copy, because I got an exclusive poster, which now hangs on my wall, of the boys, Mighty and Ray. Love the designs in this game, but I've sort of spoken my mind about this one in, on Discord and on the last episode. I think the characters themselves are really fun to play as, but if you're if you're paying like £4 for the DLC, I think it's worth it. But if you're not, and you're paying full price, despite the fact you've already owned the game, or in some cases you might have owned the game multiple times, I don't think it's worth that sort of upgrade, but I think it's worth purchasing the DLC. Because, yeah... I don't want to spoil too much, but there's just some parts where I was like, why would you leave it there? But I went over that a bit as well last episode, but... I, th- I still think what... I still think the characters themselves are really fun. But there's just some things that could be improved in this case. Meh. Oh well. Sonic Mania Adventures as well. That was a five-part mini-series released on YouTube that was animations of not re- that didn't really have much story, although people claim they do. Of just Sonic going after uh, Dr. Eggman with all of his new friends. And by new, I mean old. I just mix them up. They're actually very well produced. They got an entirely new soundtrack done by T. Lopes. All, all the art looks incredible. They're actually pretty funny, despite the fact they don't have any voice act. Or none of the clips have any voice acting. It's pretty cool, and I'd recommend you check it out on the YouTube channel because it don't cost you anything. It's completely free, and for once, that's not by piracy. They just made them available online. Yes, with that in mind, shall we look at the Discord? Um, I did get your request, Callum. Don't worry. Sad Viper is sad. Apparently I am sad, yeah. I, I can't remember what I said. I've, I've got a brain like a sieve at the moment. I think it's time, though, I, I, stopped, I stopped complaining about Mania Plus. And instead, I complained about how badly you're doing at this week's Trivia Coast. Coast. Terrible transition, I know, but welcome back to the Trivia Coast, and if you, if some people got, I can't speak anymore, I need, I need a drink, but I don't have it. Yes, Moko, I got your request as well. So, it's, there were a few guesses for the Trivia Coast last round for the five points. Two of you managed to snag the points. For the rest of you, though... What the hell are you doing? You need to get those points, because I think this, compared to the um, the past few weeks, this has actually been a very easy, hard question, so go ahead and just get Google out. But with that in mind, um, I need to see whether... I keep saying with that in mind today. Stop. Stop doing that, Viper. But I'm going to relay the question for those of you who missed it in the first round, because apparently some of you don't listen, despite the fact there's a clear warning saying that the Trivia Coast is coming up. So the hard question was, found on a Dreamcast development GD-ROM was a Mega Drive emulator, most likely, to pl- no, most likely planned to coexist with the Sega Smash Pack collection. How many games were included on this disc? So that was the hard question, you can still enter for that for two more rounds yet, but if you want to get the three points in the medium question, which I don't think... I'd say it's slightly easier than the hard question, but there's one, there's one thing in here that may trip you up a bit, so keep that in mind. But for the medium question, I want you to name me 
every House of the Dead educational title. So every House of the Dead title that has an educational aspect to it. Once again, you can send that to me on Discord, Green Vibrate, hashtag 6383. DM that over to me, and I'd say you got a pretty good chance of getting the three points if you utilise your Sega knowledge, your Sega education, most importantly, your typing skills. But now we're going to get into your request. Speaking of which, if you still want to get in requests, there's still time. You know you've got to get it in on whatever platform you can. But we've mostly got actually non-Sega requests tonight, with the exception of my own. But if you still want to get in a Sega request, do it. But I do allow you some leeway with that as well. But we're going to kick things off with a request from Electric Boogaloo, or aka The Boogs. And he wanted one from Spyro 3, Hero of the Dragon, most likely to coincide with the new news about uh, the Reignited Trilogy and the fact that it's actually going to have an option for the original soundtracks. So why don't we listen to one of those original tracks? From Spyro 3, Hero of the Dragon, this is Fireworks Factory. When we come back, we'll be discussing the final bits of news and then maybe relax. I don't know, probably won't relax. We all fired up as usual. Enjoy. Request Resorts.
Wow, truly some hashtag blessed requests right there. That was from Sonic CD. That was the past mix of Metallic Madness, which Jamie pointed out, thank God it's not in that crappy US version. Except it, except it was, because the past tracks were the same in both versions. So we had a track from the Japanese and US soundtrack right there, much to Jamie's dismay. For that, a track which will soon hopefully be on the playlist from Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, that was Future Frenzy, as requested by Twinny. For that, from Evo, Search for Eden, that was The Ocean, as requested by Jamie. Super Smash Bros. Brawl and Corneria, requested by Mirko. Bayonetta, Fly Me to the Moon, Climax Mix, requested by Callum. Kirby Squeak Squad, The Hero of Dreamland, requested by Frost Impact. And kicking off the block with Spyro 3, Year of the Dragon. And that was Fireworks Factory, and now we are here for the final, <laughs> for the final block of news right here. And the, the talk in the chat has calmed down a bit, but uh, of course the talk of Ligma has now come up. Uh, uh, yeah, probably pronounced wrong on purpose, not to, not to uh, you know, into these conversations. But why don't we get into the final block of news, which? kicks off with the Sonic movie. What a great movie based on a video game. I'm just simply so excited for this movie. Said no one ever. Because it looks still like it's going to be awful. The casting, they announced a new casting, such as Jim Carrey, which everyone and their mother has talked about. But I haven't talked about it. And quite frankly, there's nothing more I can add to the conversation. I think it could be cool to be honest, but people are still raging that it wasn't Mike Pollock, but they were never going to bring in Mike Pollock to do a live-action Eggman. There was a notice of filming given out to people, and a possible title and logo were also given out. There was some on-set, uh, on-set photos taken as well, of the actors in role. Yeah. I don't have too many nice things to say about this movie. It's going to probably be horrible and have nothing to do with the source material. So, moving on quite swiftly, but I'd be interested to hear what everyone in the chat thinks, but I'm fairly certain I know already. Another bit of, uh, sort of, news that would anger you. Not anger, but you know what I mean. News that would irritate you in that sort of way. So, some more of that sort of news is that the Yakuza producer says that no one would want to play Yakuza on Nintendo Switch. Which is such a dumb statement, because I'm fairly certain anyone who has a Nintendo Switch is probably a fan of... some somewhat a fan of, you know, Japanese games. Therefore, they'd probably want Yakuza on Switch, right? That just... that just seems logical to me. But apparently, it's not logical at all, due to the fact that... Well, no, I think what he's trying to do here is he's just trying to say that they don't really want to port it to Switch, because to be fair, it would take a lot of effort to port the game to Switch. But he could have just said, we're not interested in porting to Switch due to due to the... It would take too many, it'd take up too much of our resources to be able to put it on Switch, as we'd have to create a version of the game that runs in handheld and a version of the game that runs in docked. That would have been the smart way to put it, but instead, this guy says that no one wants Yakuza on Switch because... The excuse he gives here is that, well, Yakuza 1 and 2 HD on Wii U didn't sell well, so why would people want Yakuza on Switch? For starters, that collection was dreadful, and two, it was only released in Japan. Probably giving you a good assumption as to why it didn't do well, but 
In a bit of lighter news, he did say that they were considering bringing it to Xbox One, and obviously they're bringing it to PC. So, you've got that to look forward to at least. But no Switch support? I mean, I could understand it, but you couldn't have phrased it any better? No? Well then, let's just move on. Also in Yakuza news, a brand new demo for Yakuza Kiwami 2, this time not featuring the full game, was released onto the PlayStation Network. And you can go ahead and download it now. It's a small glimpse of the story, but... Yeah, very small glimpse of the story, but it also has some sort of side quests and some mini-games to play. I've, I've played it, it's quite fun, looking forward to the full release. One month tomorrow, actually, that's that's crept up quite quickly. But looking forward very much to Kiwami 2, and if you're maybe you're on the fence about it, not sure, but you're in a PS4, go ahead and grab that demo, because it's probably going to be very good. House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn to appear at all Dave and Buster's locations. On our last off-topic episode, which is all the way back in... Well, that's lightning. That probably means my computer's going to shut off soon. <laughs> all the way back in February, there was, was... I think it was around then, there was news of the game actually coming out in the US, which people were surprised about because they thought it was only going to be coming out in Japan. But no, they revealed it's coming to US. And now it's going to be at all Dave and Buster's locations. But please, please give us some Europe love. I want to play this game and give it my money because... Obviously, it's not going to be that sort of wacky over-the-topness of how wow, that's loud. Of House of the Dead Overkill, but I think it's it's going to be pretty good, no matter how it works. So I think this is actually the final thing here. If I just check my notes, yes, this was probably actually, in my opinion, the biggest bit of news that came out this month, and that was the fact that Valve leaked the play accounts every Steam game on the platform. So, with that in mind, we can now see the player figures for every Sega game on Steam. And uh, there's some interesting ones, to say the least. So, by far the most popular game is Company of Heroes 2 with 4,654,955 players. Below that is Empire Total War, Total War Rome 2, Napoleon Total War, Total War, Warhammer, Endless Space, Endless Legend, and the um, outside of sort of RTS games, the next one down, I actually don't think Endless Space is, the sort of out of all the games we actually know here on Radio Sega, the, the highest played one is Sega Genesis Classics with 1,514,485 players, which is a pretty good number, especially considering all the games cost about £3 each. As I'm sure you're curious to know where Sonic stands, well, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed has 1,232,451 players, but the, an actual Sonic platformer and not crossover game well, you would be all the way down at Sonic Generations, which has 647,871 players. Some other notable titles. Jet Set Radio had 533,153 players. The dreadful Aliens Colonial Marines has 456,851 players. Another great video game, Bayonetta, 424,901, which is brilliant considering it only came out last year, and it's a game which a lot of people probably already owned on console. Valkyria Chronicles had 767,675 players, which blew me away because I did not expect it to be that high, Valkyria Chronicles, on PC. 
That's more of a game I'd associate with PlayStation. 2D Sonic clock. The, the top 2D Sonic game is Sonic the Hedgehog CD. That clocks it at 241,011 players. Crazy Taxi, 148,830 players. A game which only released last year, and compared to Bayonetta and a lot of other games that came out last year, you'd expect it to have more. But I'd still say this is a pretty good chunk of people just for the PC version alone. Sonic Mania. Clocking in at, I've lost it, where is it? 168,633 players. And how does that compare to Sonic Forces? 34,165. Now, there's the obvious joke to make here about the quality of Forces, which would annoy some people, but I'm actually not going to make this, and I'm instead going to point the lack of sort of sales to Forces down to one key reason. And that simple fact is, it's too expensive on PC. Like, seriously, it's £35. I know what you're thinking, oh, £35, so expensive. But Steam, or especially digital games in general, are the type of platform... Digital stores and Steam are the type of platforms where you impulse buy. You don't just, you know, go, oh, I'm going to spend £35 on a game. You look at a game or you see it's on sale and you look at the price and you go, oh, I'm going to pick that up on a whim, that's good. Sonic Forces being so dreadfully expensive on digital meant that people didn't really do that, and the fact that there wasn't a physical on PC sort of attributed to that. I'm sure the console versions, because they had the option of physical or digital, didn't suffer as much in that regard, because, well, no impulse buyers needed to buy it. You just sit on the shelf and you pick it up. That's sort of how physical games work. Believe it or not, there are actually some games below Sonic Forces. Only three of them, mind you. And it's really sad, because I actually do like these these three games. Tem Dembo the Badass Elephant, 30,640 players. Res Infinite, so sad, because Res Infinite is so good. One of my favourite games. Only clocks in at 24,921 players on Steam. And Super Dimension Neptune vs Sega Hard Girls, once again a really good RPG, clocks in at 24,628. These bottom three games, I actually attribute more so rather than Sonic Forces, which was too expensive. These bottom three weren't advertised well at all. Res Infinite just sort of released on Steam one day. Like, genuinely, there was just a press release by Sega saying, this is now out on Steam. So, and there was no marketing on their social media about it. Tempo the Badass Elephant never really had any marketing. That just sort of released and word of mouth and the fact that it was developed by Game Freak sort of spread it around. And Super Dimension Neptune vs Sega Hard Girl was the only thing that could sort of really carry that was the Super Dimension Neptune brand because obviously, you know, Neptunia fans are quite a big fan base. But Sega Hard Girls as a brand doesn't really carry anything because it's only known to a sort of niche group of Sega fans. Uh, I'm one of them, sadly. But that's what I associate with those bottom three games. But either way, I think there's still a lot of surprising figures on here. Like, I'm surprised Company of Heroes has almost 5 million players. That's insane to me. And especially Sonic and Sega All-Stars... No, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed as well. Because that's a game that always does well, because it's always on sale. It's probably the best kart racing game on Steam. So that doesn't surprise me that it's as high as 1 million players, but... I sort of expected it to be a lot less. I was actually surprised at how many people were actively playing that game. But with that in mind, yes, that was the news. And let's see what you guys have been saying about the news down in the Discord. 
we've got TCB with us, and we also had Ravseek join us during the music break. But TCB said, Sonic Forces, more like Sonic Forces me to drink my sorrows away with such a pu- stupid piece of shit game. There goes, there goes the PG tag, but I think it already went a long time ago. And then he just links an image of the angry video game nerd. Um... S-Mania says, I bought I bought Super Dimension Neptune vs. Sega Hargirls this week on Steam, so add one. It's a great game, actually. I haven't played too much of it. I mentioned on the last show that I hadn't played any of it. I did sort of boot it up on PSTV and like get a slight bit into it. It's fun. Can't lie. But I, I would want to get it on Steam more than PSTV because, well, PSTV is not a very good platform and two, it's not very intuitive, so I just rather play it on PC. I'll get that at some point. Um, there's a lot of just Sonic Forces talk now. TCB says Sonic Generations got more Steam users on it playing the Forces. Well, that makes sense because, as I said, it goes on sale a lot, and on top of that, it's got a good reputation because of modding, which adds a ton of content to the game. So it's good bang for your buck, especially when it's cheap. Mesmerist, who I actually forgot to talk about earlier, forgot to call out earlier, said, "I'm pleasantly surprised to hear Valkyria Chronicles does so or d- did so well. Whatever the correct grammar is there, yeah, I'm really surprised as well. I didn't expect it to do that well on PC. I, as I said, I also associate that game with PlayStation, PS3, and PS4. I, I forgot there was even a Steam version up until recently, so I'm really glad that, that did well, and hopefully four when it comes out on PC because that was announced for a PC release will do well." as well. I think that's pretty much all the talk we have. Shall... Oh, Boogaloo, you're breaking my heart, mate. He says, already got a physical copy of Res Infinite on PS4. Breaks my heart. I have it digitally. I actually got it for free thanks to a giveaway on VR Focus. I got a free digital copy. And um, it didn't work. So I emailed them about it and they took ages but you know that was that wasn't a complaint. But they did take a while. But then they gave me the all the DLC as well for my wait. So huge thank you to them. Their customer service on that was really good, despite the fact I didn't actually buy anything. So huge shout outs to VR Focus. But that's how I got that game for free. But I actually do want to get it on Steam when I inevitably upgrade my computer, because one, Res deserves a lot of love, and two, I can download the complete save file and cheese my way through Area Five. <laughs> Sounds good to me. But anyway, shall we see how you were doing in the coast? I think we should. Let's head on back over. Trivia Coast. So the first thing I want to say coming back over to the coast is I actually want to issue an apology because, well, I didn't anticipate how difficult the medium question actually was. And there's a reason for that, because I thought there was only, um, I'm trying to remember, I thought there was only four titles, but Electric pointed out to me that there's a lot more than that, so had I known this fact, I would have made that the hard question and made the hard question medium, because the hard question isn't actually that difficult. I thought this would be fairly middle of the road, but no, it's not at all. So, I'm going to repeat the two questions. You've got probably, after this, after the end of this talk bed, you've got like six minutes to get in get in your answer for all three questions. But with that in mind, hard question. So I'm going to repeat this one. Found on a Dreamcast development, Judy Rom was a Mega Drive emulator. Most likely planned to coexist with the Sega Smash Pack. How many games were included on this disc? 
The medium question was, name me every educational house of the dead title. And the easy question now, playing for one point, is, what is the name of the villain from Hiroki? What is the name of the villain from Hiroki? Send me your mess or send me your answer over on Discord. I am Green Vaporate. Hashtag six three eight three. One point now. Not much, but I th- I feel like you can get this one fairly easily. But we're gonna get in some more music, and I know we just use Mania Plus music as a talk bed, but this is an absolute tune right here. Great remix of a Sega Sonic arcade track. So. From the pinball bonus stage, this is Trap Tower, and when we come back, we'll be listening to the results and finding out, well, whether you failed or whether you passed. See you then. Live weekend, this is the Tropical Resort with Green Viper 8.
entries for the Trivia Coast are now closed. Trivia Coast. So before we begin, I actually just need to do something because I need to verify that Jamie's answer's right against one that I definitely know is right. So let me use let me use this one. Sorry. I think I think he still missed out a bunch of them. Let me let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12. Jamie does not have anywhere near 12, so I can't accept that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Oh no, he has 10. He's just missing two of them. Which is a shame, because he can't enter anymore. Because that was the end of the Trivia Coast. But what you just had there was from Sonic Mania Plus. That was Trap Tower, and then after that was House of the Dead 4 with Dawn. Remix of Year 7. What's Year 7? I don't know. Um, let's see what you've been, you guys have been saying down in the chat. We've had Rapid Run join us in the meantime, and he's telling us about his limited edition of Res Infinite. Oh, kills my heart because I love Res. Funny medium question. Yeah, it was Jamie, but um, I'm going to give you the answers to all the questions right now. So let's start off with the easy question. And a lot of you got this. In total, I believe it was... Let me just check. It was Kevin, Electric, and Very Texty got this one, actually. A lot of people just flat out refused to enter for the last round. Don't know why. Easy one point. So what was the name of the villain from Hiroki? And I absolutely love this name. It's brilliant. Dr. N. Fortune. It's a combination of forehead and chin. It's obviously... It's probably not, to be fair, but that's just what I get out of it. It gives me a laugh. It's a, it's a brilliant name. Uh, I'm going to go over the hard question next, just because I want to tease everyone who entered for the medium question that bit more, because I didn't realise how actually difficult the medium question was, so it should have been the hard question. So, the hard question is, found on a Meg- nope, found on a Dreamcast development GD-ROM was a Mega Drive emulator, most likely planned to coexist with the Sega Smash Pack. How many games were included on this disc? The answer was 175. I need to confirm who got this, but I believe... Let me check. Jamie got it. Electric got it. And Veritex got it. Callum entered for it, but he was very far off. He was guessing around 567, which is very far from the real answer. I love those sort of number game questions, because everyone always shoots really low. That's a hint from next time, probably, except I'm going to set it really low on purpose. As if I even have an amber question, who knows? Ooh, taunting you. But yes, congratulations to everyone who got the five points on that one. A pretty easy five points compared to compared to the first week and probably to last week, but there we go. Now for the medium question. This question <laughs> was incredibly difficult. I should have looked a bit further into it because I actually got it wrong. Because the source I was using said there were only four games. Electric being electric proved me that I was incredibly wrong. So the medium question was, name me every educational House of the Dead title. A lot of people missed the educational part of it. They, they just assumed either House of the Dead or educational title. 
they didn't put two and two together. So, I'm going to name you, thanks to Electric Boogaloo, every single one of them. So we had the Typing of the Dead, the Typing of the Dead US Edition, the Typing of the Dead 2003, the Typing of the Dead 2004, the Typing of the Dead Sayukai, yes, Sayukai, I think, Typing of the Dead Zombie Panic, Zomb <laughs> Zombie Shi- <laughs> Zombie Shiki, Igo Ryoku Suezo Jutsu, English of the Dead, that was the same game by the way, Typing of the Dead 2, the Typing of the Dead featuring Rakuten Mina no Shukuzu, Shusoku, Ah, oh, I can't read anymore. <laughs> Katsudo Nikki, the Typing of the Dead EX, the Typing of the Dead Overkill, and the Typing of the Dead for Mac. Did you get all of those? I hope you did, because I'm not rereading that list. Someone's going to say that for a joke. I really do apologise about that question, but if you were electric and got the three points, congratulations to you. If you didn't get the three points, I apologise and I will thoroughly fact check next time to make sure I don't get it wrong. Rapid Run and quite a few people have linked me to the fact that the Res Infinite Collector's Edition and the PS4 version are still on sale. I'm going to have to nab one of those. I'm going to probably try and nab one of those very soon because I love Res Infinite. It's so good. Uh, yes, thank you to everyone who entered into... The trivia codes this week. Next week will be much better, and it'll be or next week, next time it'll be much better, and it'll be actually related to the topic at hand. But all of those were somewhat related to the news. But yeah, thanks to everyone who entered. I meant to talk about Shenmue news, but there actually wasn't that much. But I'm going to say that there was a Kickstarter for a Shenmue sort of documentary this month, and as well, Shenmue Three got over just passed over seven million on Kickstarter. That in mind, I feel the need to play a Shenmue track, followed by a Yakuza Kiwami track. So from Shenmue, this is Sunny Places, and when we come back, you know what time it is.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. One opinion, two opponents, and only one will be triumphant. This is Test Your Topicality. Welcome back to the Top of Resort right here on Radio Sega, and now it's time for our little game right here. The game which everyone apparently quite likes, and needless to say, it gets all quite tense. This is Test Your Topicality. Before that, from Yakuza Kiwami, that was Pray Me Revive, and from Shenmue, that was Sunny Places. But if you want to go ahead and join us, come to the chill out radioessie.gf forward slash discord, and you have the chance to duel it out. Be triumphant in this week's Test Your Topicality. I'm padding a bit, admittedly, because no one has joined the chill out yet, but I have confidence. I think. Please. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. This is so sad. I I enjoy the background music, I guess. And by background music, I mean I'm still going to be talking. Just quietly. Pick RR. Um, oh, I would. If if Rapid Run wants to join the chill out, I know we've already got someone in there, but if Rapid Run wants to uh, join the chill out, if he's available, I would be more than happy. Uh, join the chill out then, Rapid. Get get in there, because uh, I'm hatching a plan right here. <laughs> I've got a good idea. Right, here we go. Um, hello. Welcome to the show, and hello. he just went into the chill out. Um, Hello. That's right, again, welcome to the show. Hello. Whoa, there's two people here. I know, right? What's my crazy plan after all? Well, no. when I set out to do this segment, I didn't, I didn't anticipate it to be just me and someone else. I also somewhat anticipated it to be two listeners duel it out. So, in this case, no. why don't we have DJ Meme versus Rapid Run? <laughs> And DJ Meme, of course. Wait, we're not going against you this week. Nope. This week I am the Invigilator, so... With that in mind, I'm going to get up my scoreboard, I'm going to get up my timer, and we are going to test your topicality, but let me actually just get the timer and get this ready. Wait, so what are we doing exactly? So, because you haven't tuned in before, so you'll need to know. So, test your topicality is a segment where... I take an opinion that I've come up with where I've heard, much like the topical thesis, except one person is given a stance they must take, so it's either in agreement or in disagreement, and okay. you have to argue your point. Even if you don't agree with it, you've still got to argue in one way or the other. So in okay. this case, should we get on to today's statement? And it's not really much of a statement as much as it is one or the other. So what's better? Sega Ages style ports or compilation style ports. So what's better, Sega Ages or something like a Mega Drive collection? That's what I want to know, and I will let you know when you can begin. But yeah. Rapid Run, I want you to argue for Sega Ages styled enhanced ports, and Jamie, I want you to argue for emulated ports. Then in mind, yeah. let me just get up my clock right here, because or my stop clock, should I say? Yes. Um, so we're going to go for seven minutes because I think that's pretty sensible. We are going to oh, overrun no. into Sega Mixer Drive, but that's because we were late. So with that in oh, mind, no. <laughs> you ready, guys? Both of you? 
Yep. Oh no. Three, two, one. Oh no. So which which one of you uh you know wants to go? Both of you. I'll go first. I'll yeah, go, I'll first. go first. Go ahead. Uh, I believe compilations are are good for uh in general because it's the it's a great way to bring black classic titles and a, a great way to bring new audiences to these uh classic titles. Okay, well, I'm sorry, I'm connecting my iPhone real quick, so I'm sorry, dude. Um, so yeah, so, I see that, but I see, I see that ages style, um, ports, and, and, and to, a, to a certain extent, compilations are much better, because not only does it offer what you just said, but, like, it, it offers so much more in terms of, um, gameplay content. Like, for example, different modes, easier modes for people who are just getting into, um, you know, title, not Genesis titles, but also like just arcade ports and stuff. So there's that. Ooh, uh, I it may bring uh, better features and everything, but then the problem with the Sega Ages titles that normally. Uh, they are just individual titles, while with the compilation, you're getting uh, more for your money. Mm. Yeah, but like, like, I, like I said, um, yes, most, most of, like, okay, maybe you're basing it off of the PBS ports, or maybe, maybe also, I mean, the, 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 has, the re-releases, or maybe also the ones on the T60 Smash PS3, the Xbox 360 Smash PS3, but like, you gotta remember that not only not only did they release individual titles like standalone, but they also released compilations. So, for example, on the 360, they released it. They released Streets of Rage one through three, all in one download title. So that that was a compilation right there, and and they had the enhancements and even some extras. I think I'm not sure. Um, well, what does that have to do with the Sega Ages titles? Well, well, okay, well, I'm getting to that. <laughs> um, so, you know, to be honest, I, I never played any Sega Ages games. Before, from what I understand. Okay, so, I don't remember what console it was for. But I know either the Sega Saturn or, we, or maybe the Dreamcast had so compilations on there. Sega Saturn and uh, PS2, just to help you there. PS2, okay. Right. So yeah, like, the, the compilations do exist, it's just that this is, is not, it's not very common, per se. But the, but the, but the good thing is that, they, you know, the, with the Switch, they're bringing back the Sega Ages brand, or the, the name at least. Uh, and they're, I think, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, very, I'm kind of confused. Like, I know that they're gonna do um, a lineup, but yeah, right, right. But the thing, but the thing, uh, the compilations against the Sega Ages titles is that if we look at the PS2's Sega Ages series, those were remakes of some of the uh, Mega Drive titles, but. It's that there was obviously a lot 
people uh, who were for more of the classic versions of the games instead of remakes and just wanted to focus on the, cla- uh, the classic retro aspect. Look at uh, Golden Axe, which look- looked like a horrible low-poly game while it didn't hold up on... Uh, really hold up on uh, towards the original titles. I'm, wait- I'm waiting for the rebuttal now. Oh wait, he's, he's in the chill-out. That, this is getting tense now. You got dragged back to the chill out. Uh, make a point back. No, nope. wait, he's gone again. Okay. Do I do I keep trying? Keep rapid run. Fire one point back at Jamie. No. Hide hide Discord. Thanks for watching. Uh, am I going to continue it in rapid run's favour? Yes, I am. Um, so Sega Ages style ports. The thing is, all all the new features that they introduce. For all the new features they introduce, they, in a way, bring something new to the game, bring you another reason to purchase it. Like, he went over easy modes, but for example, the drop dash that will be in soon, Sonic 1, that completely changes the way the game plays. So it's not it's not just making it sort of more accessible. In some ways, new features completely overhaul the way the game plays. But then you get the the older gamers who just want to uh, just want to focus on the game itself, who have no interest in any of the new features. Okay, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, I, ma- I made a point for you, so it's still tired. Go ahead, quickly make one. Okay, um, the uh, um, okay, go go ahead. I got I got a thing. Sorry. Wait, I'm no, so no, 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 you gotta go. I, 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 can't, I can't help you anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> just just uh, quick, 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 quick. You got this. Okay, um... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm done. You're, you're done. <laughs> right. You, you, fall, you forfeit. <laughs> this has been an interesting round so far. One more thing for the sake of completions, the completions can bring back forgotten titles that can obviously peak interest, which could possibly bring back, uh, bring better titles in the franchise. Jamie with the snipe right there. So, Why they have to get a call midway? What the hell? I think but, with, with Sega Age of Style titles, though, a good thing about them is they're always relatively cheap and they're very accessible as well. Like you can yeah. always find them on multiple types of storefronts, such as iOS or Switch mm-hmm. or Xbox One. Whereas you can only purchase the compilations in one pack. So if you just want one right. game, say you just wanted Thunder Force 4, then, well, you can just go ahead and buy that, which is a positive for that sort of style of port versus a compilation. And I just thought of one more thing. All the, uh, let's go to Sega Ages nowadays. Although Sega Ages is bring, uh, bringing back these classics in a new way, Sega Ages uh, currently is exclusive to one platform while the compilations are on multiple platforms. Right. And with yeah. that in mind, that is the end of Test Your Topicality. Apologies for the uh, a little bit of a blip yeah, in the middle there with <laughs> Rapid, but it, <laughs> it, it had to happen, so I had to take over a bit. Uh, but. Okay. I, I, hopefully I argued the cause well enough, but that leaves oh, us oh, off oh, with six points to Jamie. <laughs> that leaves oh, us with six oh, points God. to Jamie and four points to Rapid, meaning that based on points, Jamie is the winner. But, of course, it's not always just about who won by points, because you can also vote for who you thought won. Who do you thought... Uh, who, what? 
who do you think made better points, even if you don't agree with them? So do you think that Rapid's points were stronger or Jamie's points were stronger? Let me know down in the chat room and we can crown the winner based on that as, as well. But I have to say thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Rapid Run, for coming on. And hopefully we can have both of yeah. you back on Test of Topicality soon. It'll be a fun one. Ooh, any, any final cool. words? Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. No problem, thanks. Jamie. And thanks, Rapid Run. I'll catch you guys later. And there we go. That was the end of Test of Topicality. Apologies for being a bit rocky in the middle there. But, you know, hopefully it won't happen next time. But I'm excited to put you guys up against each other. Instead of just me playing it against someone else. Because, although I could have argued some points in both directions, I think it's much more interesting to see your point of view on the situation. With that in mind, it's time to get into the Toppy Mix. And kicking off the Toppy Mix is a track which... You used to get it requested a lot on our... Um, our playlist, but it doesn't really get requested anymore, but I think it's a tune, and of course it has Japanese lyrics, because it, it does. Then after that, our Topical Resort remix of the month, and by remix I mean it's a remix of Tropical Resort that we f that we feature here on Topical Resort, and then our non-Sega track of the week. Anyway, get into the Toppy Mix, we're a bit late, I will catch you in a bit. See you then. Let's get scratching. Let's
for one last time, welcome back to the Top of the Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Loco Roco, taking a page out of Gabby's book, and that was Boo Boo Poruche, the theme of Loco Roco Yellow. Before that, a tune of a remix, a rather calm one as well, just like this track right here. From the Sound of the Sonic Stadium 2012, that was Synthetic Paradise for Tropical Resort, which serves an interlude track on the album. And a track which Rexy questioned, and I don't really blame her for, from Sega Hard Girls, High School Sega Girls, that was Blooming, because I actually quite like Blooming. Uh, it, it's catchy. Yes, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I somewhat apologise for how over the place it was. The odds were stacked against me today, as you can very much tell. Up next is Sega Mix Drive for Rexy, playing you all the Sega remixes you could ever want, 9pm UK time. I'm, I'm aware we're a bit late, that's due to the server error. Blame the server, not me. As for next week, though, I'm sure you want to know. And, well, hopefully this will be one that will please a certain Mr. Ravseek. Because next week, in promotion for... Oh, chat's, chat's confused me. In promotion for the Mega Drive tournament that will be taking place next Sunday, we're going to be taking a look at the Sega Mega Drive. One that's very long overdue. I've been wanting to do this episode for so long, but I always just kept delaying it because... A game would come out that I'd want to cover, or something else would happen. And in this case, I delayed it so I could fit it in with a bit of promotion for a good event. But yes, that'll be every title on the Mega Drive, not just a select few. So get in your request right now, because it'll be a brilliant show, I can tell you. And next week's back to Week B, so that means Topical Thesis and Discord Call-In replace the Trivia Coast and the Test of Topicality just like the times of old but that's next week and this is now so I want to give a huge thank you to everyone in the chat room to Electric Boogaloo, to Mesmerist to to Veritex, to Rapid Run, to Jamie to Lost Impact, to TCB to Kevin B21229 I keep saying that wrong, I apologise to Rexy, to Twinny to Callum, to Mirko to Doomgirl, to to, ah uh, no, I'm trying to scroll up and find everyone, who else, and to S-Mania, I think that was everyone, there was a lot of people tonight in the chat room, which I really have to thank you for, for keeping me company on this lonely Friday night, I'm off to go and melt into my chair, and then get electrocuted, doesn't that sound like the ideal Friday night, I think so, but we're going to end this off on a quite fitting track, because... While everyone gets salty over the Fantasy Star news, and everyone's like, why can't it be like the old games, why can't it be like PSO? I think it's important to remember that, in relation to the Fantasy Star series, nothing lasts forever. I've been Green Vibrate, you all have been awesome, thank you so much for listening, this has been the Topical Resort, I will catch you next week, and, as always, stay topical.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.